we back in this thing like we left something. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to this week's episode of I Got a Story to Tell. Thank y'all for joining me for episode 22. We got four episodes left after today to complete the first season. 26 stories from my life that I've been able to share. So thank y'all for riding with me this far. Like I said, we got four episodes left after today. After the day and we get to episode 26, we'll be gone for about six weeks. And then after them six weeks, we'll be back with another 26. So that's half a year worth of stories from my life that I've been able to share with y'all. Now, y'all know how I do. Before we get started, before we get going any further, I always got to give somebody that flowers. This week, I'm giving flowers to my brother, my cousin, but he's still my brother. My cousin, Phil. Phil, I love you, boy. I love to see what you're doing. The businessman that you have become with Pride Charter Services. You've driven around some great people. Floyd Mayweather, uh, shit. Any and everybody you can think of. Um, uh, 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 Drew Hill, um, Moneybag Yo. I mean, any and everybody that y'all can think of, my cousin Phil's company, Pride Charter Services, have driven. You're doing your thing down there at ATL. You're doing your thing in Cincinnati. Keep going. Keep moving. I'm proud of you. I love you. And with that being said, y'all, it's that time. Oh, we got a story this week. Y'all got a story to tell. Let's go. It's 2000 and I am home from school for the summer, home from college, and I get a job at a call center. So this call center, how it's set up is it's a big office building. You walk in on the first floor. There's a security desk up front. To your left is two elevators. The call center where I worked was on the fourth floor. Once you got off the elevators, you made a quick right and you see the offices, glass doors. You walk in, there's a secretary. Behind that secretary is another set of glass doors, and that's the uh, call center floor. So I'm home from college and I'm working at this call center. When I start working there, I really didn't talk a lot to a whole bunch of people. I would just sit back and observe everybody that was there. There were a few other college students that worked there for the summer also. But majority of the office was older adults. So the first person I get cool with is actually a young lady who is home from Ohio State for the summer. We'll call her L. So L is cool, cool young lady. She was actually born and raised on the east side of Cincinnati in a nice neighborhood. Uh, good family, all of that. So she walks in. Great attitude. Hey, what's up? Nice to meet you. You know, my name's L. I'm like, hey, what's up? My name's Mike. 
right behind her is a dude that we'll call Gaines. Gaines comes in. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm like, hey, what's up? So he's he's a little older than we are. He sits down. Lunchtime comes later that morning, that afternoon. Gaines and L, they go to lunch together. So they like, hey, you want to come to lunch with us? I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm like, all right, cool. They're real chummy chummy. They real tight. So finish the day of work, gone about our business. The next morning I come in, Gaines and L come in together. They have breakfast. They didn't win grab breakfast. They talking for a little bit before the work day gets started. Lunch comes. They go to lunch together again. As they're walking out, hey, Mike, you want to go to lunch with us? Nah, I'm good. Because, again, I'm just I'm learning everybody. I'm sitting back. I'm peeping. I'm trying to check out the mood and, and everybody's vibe. So this goes on for a while. Every day, breakfast, every day, lunch. And like I say, Gaines is a little older than myself and LR, who are both in college. He's married, you know, has a wife, has kids on his desk. Desk is nothing but pictures of his wife and his kids. He's always talking about them. Cool. One day we're at work. And. Like shit's weird between Gaines and L. They're not talking. He's upset. Now, he's he's always been mild mannered, um, you know, happy go lucky guy. But other than that, just real chill, real cool. But this day he's agitated. He's not talking to nobody. He's like slamming shit, moving shit around all loud, throwing his pen, all this. Right. So it's odd to me. And I'm looking and I'm like, damn, something something wrong with my man. So after a while, it's time for lunch. So this day, I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to go to lunch with y'all. So as Gaines is walking by, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go to lunch with you and L. He was like, man, I'm going to lunch by myself and walks off. I'm like, oh, shit. So L walks by. I'm like, everything good? She was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm like, what's, what's up with Gaines? She was like, I don't know. I'm like, OK, cool. She was like, you want to go grab some lunch? Cool. We go to a sandwich spot across the street from the job. We come back from lunch. We're hanging out, chilling a little bit before we start back working. Gaines comes in. He snatches his chair out from under his, his desk at his cubicle. And he like loudly was like, man, I'm getting sick of this shit. And walks off. He finally comes back. And that's when the supervisor comes out, grabs him, takes her, takes him to her office. They're in there talking for about five minutes. Then the supervisor comes out and gets ill and they go into the office. So all three of them are in there. Gaines is in there raising his voice. Um, he's angry. I'm like, damn, something's not right. He comes out, grabs his bag, pushes his chair in and he leaves. And he was like, I'll holler at you tomorrow, Mike. I'm like, all right. L comes out, goes to her desk, sit down, finish his work. I ain't say nothing. It ain't none of my business. I let it go. About two weeks after that, sitting at work. It's raining cats and dogs outside. I'm like, man, I ain't going nowhere for lunch today. I'm not walking outside in this rain. I'm not driving nowhere. So I'm like, I'll go downstairs. They have like vending machines. I'm like, I get some out the vending machine. But everybody is gone there. They're 
in and out going to lunch. I'm still sitting in my cubicle before I go downstairs to the vending machine. L leaves to go to lunch. Some guy is in the lobby and he's raising hell. He's loud. He's yelling. He's cussing. And I'm looking like, damn, what's going on? So I'm watching. He's yelling. He's screaming. All of a sudden, he says L's name. And I'm like, oh, shit. So security is telling him, like, sir, you got to leave. If you continue to do this, we'll call the police. You'll get arrested. He's irate, but he finally leaves. L comes back. I tell her, I say, L, some dude was here in the lobby. He was going crazy looking for you. She asked what he looks like. I tell her. She was like, oh, yeah, I know him. I'm like, you good? She was like, yeah, we was messing around for a while and I cut it off. And he don't want to take no for an answer. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. So work shift like ends later that day. She asked me and two other guys like, hey, can y'all walk me to my car in the garage? Because I don't know if dude's outside waiting or whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. So we walk her out. Couple weeks after that, we're at the job. Workday is coming to an end. It's a Friday. A bunch of people from work are going to a bar and they like, hey, we all going to a bar. Y'all should come kick it. And so L asked me like, hey, Mike, you want to come through? I'm like, I might. And she's like, nah, you should just just come kick it. You don't ever hang out with us and all this. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'll come have a drink. So we go to a spot. Everybody's in there drinking, having a little bit. Um, and we're having a good time. But I noticed while we're in the bar, the bartender refuses to serve L. Again, I'm observing this shit. So I'm like, damn, something, something's off. I'm like, this nigga refuses to give her a drink. To the point that she's telling another guy that we worked with what she wants to drink and he's ordering it for her. The bartender would sit in front of dude and dude would slide it down the L. So I'm like, damn. So as we're leaving later on that night, everybody's going on separate ways. I say, hey, let me ask you something. She said, what's up? I say, why was old boy in the bartender? I mean, in the bar, the bartender, why was he acting like that? He wouldn't serve you. She was like, I used to mess with him back in the day and he don't rock with me no more. I said, oh, okay, cool. So. It's coming to an end that summer. It's time to go back to school and all of that. L says, hey. We should all go kick it before, you know, all the college students that work here before we go back to school, go our own separate ways. Because while I was there, it was myself. She went to Ohio State. Um, it was another Kappa who I was cool with that went to Tuskegee, um, but he was working there. Um, two guys from Cleveland State or who went to Cleveland State, they worked there. Um, and we had two guys from Kentucky State that went there. They went to Kentucky State to work there, I should say. So it's like all the college cats, we should all get together, kick it, have a good time before we go our separate ways. So we like, I bet. So we go out to a bar. We're in there. We're having a great time. The night is coming to an end and everybody is hammered. We're all drunk. Now, for the summer, Elle was staying with her older sister. Her oldest, her older sister had a house and uh, the basement in the house was like, Real nice, finished all that. And Elle stayed in the basement while she was home from school. So her sister, who did a lot of traveling for her job, was not home. And Elle was like, hey, 
We all faded. We can walk to my sister's crib. Nobody got to drive. We can all stay there. Cool. So we all go get there, get to the basement. Everybody's still wanting to kick it a little more. Finally, everybody's like slowing down. I sit down on the couch. I put my head back on the back of the couch and I close my eyes and I'm asleep. I feel like I'm asleep for a long time. It's dark. It's pretty dark in the basement. But I hear moaning like somebody's getting it in. So my eyes are closed. I'm drunk and I'm like, man, I'm tripping. So I'm like, let me open my eyes. So I sit my head up and I open my eyes and I look around. I don't see anybody getting it in, but I can hear it. So I'm like, man, somebody's getting it in. So I just close my eyes and go back to sleep. The next morning, we're leaving. One of the dudes, as we're walking out the door, says, man, old girl got some flame. I'm like, huh? He like, man, I smashed last night. I'm like, oh, shit, I thought that's what I heard. So he's like, man, it's, it's this, is that. He's really, like, talking about how fired he is. So I'm like, damn, okay, cool. Everybody ends up going back to school. New school year is starting. That next fall, I happened to run into L at Ohio State during the spring at Block Party. Say what's up to her. We pass and hey, what's up? You know, how you been? Yada, yada, yada. Gone our separate ways. We exchanged phone numbers one weekend after that while I happened to run into her back home in Cincinnati. She was out kicking it. I was out kicking it. She was like, we got to stay in touch. Cool. That next summer. I'm at the crib. I'm in Cincinnati. I'm chilling. L calls. L says, hey, what's up? What you been up to? Nothing. Chilling. Me and some of my girls are going out. You should come hang out. I'm like, nah, I'm cool. I ain't going. I ain't doing much tonight. All right, cool. That next day she calls. Hey. Me and my girls getting together again. We're going up to Mount Adams. Mount Adams is an area near downtown Cincinnati. It's like, you know, it's a, it's a nice, cool spot. They got a couple bars and shit like that. So she says, we're going up to Mount Adams. You should come through. I'm like, all right, I'll come through. I link up with them, hang out for a little bit. I go on about my business. I dip out. Later on that night, Elle calls me. She says, hey. What made you leave so early? I'm like, man, I just really wasn't feeling it. You know, it was cool. Y'all were cool, but just ready to dip out. She says, all right, that's what's up. About a week passes. I'm in the natty. She's in the natty. She calls me. She says, hey, me and some of my people are going bowling. We should link up. I say, okay, cool. Where y'all going now? She used to go like when her and her people would go kick it, they would go to Madison Bowl near Madisonville. But she was like, we're going to Brentwood Bowl. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'll meet you over there. We go to Brentwood Bowl. I meet her, all her girls over there. They kicking it. She had another friend who was a bartender at the bar at Brentwood Bowl. So her friend is feeding us drinks all, all night. Her and I get done drinking. I'm like, man, I am hammered. There's no way I can drive. So I say, I'm going to go get in the car, go to sleep. She was like, yeah, I'm faded, too. She was like, can I get in your car and go to sleep with you? I said, of course. We let the seats back. We pass 
out. Oh, we out. She was like, um, after we woke up, she was like, you know, we have been asleep for probably about two, three hours. She was like, can you drop me off at home? I said, of course. So I drop off at the crib. I go to the crib. The next day she calls, she says, hey, me and a couple of my girls are cooking dinner. Come over to the crib. Now, that summer, her and three of her best friends all rented a house for the summer. So they were over in College Hill where uh, the house was in College Hill. So I go over. I'm chilling. They're drinking, um, smoking joints, you know, rolling up joints, talking, laughing, having a good time. They playing music, whole bunch of neo soul shit. Right. So it's a good time. Good vibe. Everything is cool. Shit starts getting late. She says, hey, come up to my room with me real quick. So we go upstairs to her room. She has this big red chair underneath the window. So I sit down in the chair. I lean back in the chair. She has a joint in her hand. She says, you want to hit it? I'm like, nah, I'm good. I've never been a big weed smoker. So I'm like, nah, I'm good. She's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. So she was like, all right. So she goes downstairs. She comes back up. She has a bottle of wine and she has two glasses. She pours both of us a glass. She hands me one. I'm leaning back in the chair. She has the joint in her right hand. She has a glass of wine in her left. The lights are down. Only light coming in the room now is right from the window in the chair where I'm sitting. I'm leaning back. My legs are open and I'm leaning back. She like walks over to me. She leans down and puts like her hands on the arms of the chair, takes a hit of the joint and blows it in my face. And she's like, I mean, directly in front of my face, close enough where our lips damn near were touching. So I'm like, oh, OK, I see where this is going. She wants me to smash. So I oblige. We get it in right in my mind, though. I'm thinking about old boy saying it was fire. It was some flame. Whatever. We get it in. It was cool. You know, something light. It wasn't it wasn't how he was describing it. He put a little Lowry season salt on it. You know, he gassed it up a lot. So I'm like, oh, OK, cool. Get done. I'm about to leave. She was like, where are you going? I was like, I'm out. She's like, you just leave. I'm like, yeah. So my thing and the way I was feeling and what I believed was if I were to spend the night, spend the night. It would it would kind of be like some emotional like I like you shit like and that's not the message I want to send. We shared a moment. Cool. Let's move on. That was my belief in my way of thinking. So I'm not about to do no no heavy kissing and all that. And I'm not about to spend the night. Right. So. She's like, oh, OK, cool. I can tell she's upset that I'm leaving, but it is what it is. So get in the car. I'm out. A couple days after that, she calls me. She says, hey. Um, a friend of mine is having a get together at a house. You want to go? I'm like, uh, I think about it. I get back to you. I'll let you know. She's like, all right, cool. So later on that night, I'm not doing shit because me and one of my boys was supposed to go kick it. And he was like, nah, I ain't, I ain't going out tonight. So I'm like, fuck it. I don't feel like staying in. So I call her. I said, hey, I'll go with you. She says, cool. So 
I meet her. She gives me directions. I meet her at her friend's house. Her friend at the time lived in Western Hills. So we go over to the spot. There's a bunch of people over there. We're having a good time. Everything's cool. I have a few drinks. Um, and so I tell her, I'm like, hey, I'm about to dip out. I'm about to be out. She's like, you leaving already? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm about to go to the crib. She says, all right. She's like, let me walk you outside. Cool. She walks me outside. We're standing outside my car. We're talking a little bit. She leans in to try to kiss me. I move my head back again. I ain't about to do a whole bunch of kissing and all that. That's too close to I like you. Um, that shit. So at the time, again, I'm young. I'm like, eh, nope. So I back away and she like, what the fuck? I'm like, what you mean? She's like, I was just trying to give you a kiss. I was like, I don't, I don't do all that. She's like, oh, OK, cool. So I see she's upset. She walks away. I go on about my business. Later on that night, she calls me. She says, hey, me and my girls are about to go downtown to kick it. Cool. She says, you want to meet us down there? I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm in for the night. Cool. I get a call later on that night. It's late. She sounds faded. Oh, she's hammered. She hits me up. Hey, can you come pick me up? I'm downtown. My girl has my keys in her purse. She's gone. The other one, she left with her dude. I'm down here by myself. I have no ride. Cool. I'm not going to leave her stranded. So I go, I go, you know, get her, pick her up. We go back to her crib. One thing leads to another. We get it in. Still, no fireworks. Just, it's cool. I get up, about to bounce, about to leave. She's like, what the fuck? You just, I'm like, yeah, like, it doesn't make sense for me to stay here cool she's heated she's pissed now about a week later she calls me she says hey myself and my brother are out to eat with my parents my parents took us out to eat i say okay she says um but i'm probably gonna meet my girls out somewhere else if you're not doing nothing later, come meet us or stop by the crib. I say, cool. I wasn't doing nothing later. She calls me. She says, hey, I'm back at the house. I say, all right, I'm going to come through. I go through. When I get there, she's in her room. The lights are down. Music sky high. Oh, the music's loud. So I walk in. I'm like, hey, what's up? She like nothing. Now, I sit down in that same red chair. She starts taking off her clothes. I'm like, OK, let's get it in for this, you know, mediocre set of, of sex. Right. This mediocre session. Oh, but this time was different, y'all. Nigga, this time was different. She brought her A game. Oh, she brought her A game. And I'm like, whoa. So we get it in. Oh, she put me through the rent cycle. I'm like, man. I ain't leave so quick this time. I sat there for a minute like, holy moly guacamole. We here now. So. She's sitting there. She's talking to me. She rolls up a joint. I'm like, OK, cool. You know, we're talking for a little bit. Instead of getting up and leaving immediately, I might have stayed like an hour and a half. I ain't going to front. 
ain't gonna hold you. I might have stayed an hour and a half, maybe hour 45, right? Just talking. So, I finally leave. The next day, I hit her up. Hey, what you doing? She like, nothing. I'm like, hey, I'm trying to come through and holler at you. <laughs> She's like, all right, cool, come through. I come through, nigga, fireworks again. I'm left scratching my head like, nigga, where did she pull this from? Like, where did she get the fairy dust from, right? You feel me? Because it got fairy dust in there. So I'm like, man, listen. So, again, I ain't leave quick. I might have stayed about a two-piece this time. Oh, I might have stayed a two-piece. I might have stayed two hours. So I'm sitting there and I'm chilling. She rolls up a joint. We talk. Good conversation. Everything is cool. As I'm sitting there, I hear somebody on her street. Oh, they got some music and that shit loud. That shit wanging. Y'all know how niggas got like big speakers in the trunk and that shit sound like like a nigga gargling nickels. Like, you know, like it's, it's that rattling shit, right? Whoever this is is riding up and down, up and down, up and down the street. I'm like, why don't this nigga turn that shit down or go somewhere? So finally it stops. So I finally, after her and I have a few more minutes of conversation, I'm about to bounce. As I'm leaving and pulling off the street, I see the car coming back in the music. I'm like, shit. I get home about an hour later. She calls me. She's like, you ain't gonna believe this shit. I'm like, what's up? She's like, this dude I used to mess with, he came to my crib with a whole bunch of loud shit, beating on the door and all that. I'm like, Word? She was like, yeah. Only reason the nigga stopped because my neighbors heard his loud ass music. So it hit me then. I said, oh, that was old boy. So I'm like, hmm. Okay, cool. Now, shit is starting to line up and make sense in my head. But I'm going to keep going with the story. So, about a week after that, I'm chilling at the crib. She calls me. She says, hey, I want you to come through. I'm like, I bet. So from where I stayed to where she stayed at the time was probably about 25, 30 minutes. So I drive over there. I get there, go to the door, knock on the door. Nobody comes to the door. I knock again. Nobody comes to the door. I'm like, what the fuck? So cell phone. So I had my brother's cell phone. My brother had a cell phone at the time. He had let me use from time to time. So I call her. She's not answering. I'm like, oh, I didn't got spent. So I get back in the car. I'm headed back to the crib. Fuck it. It's cool. Halfway home. Cell phone rings. It's her. I'm like, hello. She's like, where you at? I'm like, Slim, I was just there knocking on the door. I called you. I ain't getting no answer. I'm like, I'm almost home. She's like, come back. I'm like, nah, I'll rock with you tomorrow. I'm halfway home. She's like, Mike, just come back. I'm like, no, I'm halfway to the crib. I'll holler at you tomorrow. She responds with, and I quote, bring your motherfucking ass back. Y'all, I had to take the phone away from my ear and look at the phone like, who the fuck? Who's she talking to? I put the phone back to my ear. I'm like, huh? She says, get your ass back here right now. I respond with, hey, Slim, I don't know who you think you're talking to, 
but I'm not that person. I'm out. She again. I said, get your ass over here. I hang up the phone. I'm out. She calls my phone a bunch more times. I don't answer. The next day she calls. I don't answer. Day after that, she calls. I answer. I'm like, what's up, man? She's like, I just want to apologize. I'm so sorry. All that shit. I just really like you and all this shit. I'm like, Slim, I don't know how you're used to interacting with other people, but I don't do that shit. She's like, I get it. I get it. Please just come back. I was like, I'll let you know if I'm going to come through and I get off the phone. So. A couple days later, I'm downtown and I'm kicking it. It's me. And a dude, one of the dudes I used to kick it with, I don't fuck with him no more. But anyway, we downtown, we kicking it. I see her. She's in the spot where we are. She walks over. She hugs me. Dude I'm with, as she walks away, he like, hey, you, you know her? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you, you, you know her, know her? Or are you just cool with her? I was like, I know her, know her. He was like, hey, she wild. I'm like, what you mean? He says, man, I know a couple cats that mess with her. They say she crazy. I'm like, all right. Okay, cool. Now, again, it's making sense. So I leave the spot. I get I'm walking to my car, which is parked in a garage downtown. Get to my car. As I'm walking into the garage, I see her. She's like, can I walk to the car with you and just talk to you? I said, cool. She talking to me. She's apologizing all that shit. I really miss you. All this, all that. Cool. I get it. We ended up getting it in in the car. Fantastic situation, right? She goes about going about her business. The next day she calls me. She says, hey, let's hang out. I said, I can't today. I got some other shit going on. It turns into, you ain't got time for me. You some bullshit. We just was getting it in in the car. All this shit. I knew right there. I said, I got to quit fucking with you. So I told her then. I said, hey, you know what? Lose my number. That's it. I'm done fucking with you. You ain't done fucking with me till I tell you done fucking with me. I said, okay. I got you. Okay. I get off the phone. She calls me a million times over the next two weeks. I don't answer the phone. A little time passes and I am driving. I'm on my way to Walmart. I get to Walmart at the top of Coleraine Avenue. All of a sudden, cell phone rings. It's a number I don't know, but they keep calling. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? So I answer the phone. I'm like, hello? It's her. She says, hey, Mike. I say, what's up, man? She says, what you doing? I said, I ain't doing nothing. I'm just out and about running a few errands. She was like, where you at? I'm like, I'm just out. Because I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed as shit. So I'm like, I'm just out. She says, but where? I'm like, what does it matter? She was like, you don't want to tell me where you at? I'm like, no, not really. She says, so you not in Walmart parking lot? Y'all. I put the phone down and just happen to just straight first place. My eyes go is my rearview mirror. She is standing behind my car on the phone. 
man, I threw that bitch and driving. I'm out. I'm out. I said, oh, she crazy for real. She's loony. So I called my brother. I'm like, Kev, you ain't gonna believe this shit. He like, what's up? So I tell him. He like, man, quit fucking with her. I'm like, nigga, I ain't mess with her. He like, all right, steer clear. I'm like, bet. So I end up running into a cat that we worked with back in the day at the call center. Me and him rapping. He's telling me like, man, I need to see what's up with old girl. I'm like, nigga, she crazy. He like, man, she got some fire, man. I, I need to hit again. Man. He's really adamant about it. he needs to hit again. I'm like, nigga, don't do it. I understand it's fire. It's some fairy dust, nigga. It got, you know, fireworks and sparkles in that thing. I get it. Leave it alone. Man, just one more time. You know, I ain't tripping. I'm like, bruh, chill. So. About a week later, I'm driving down Reading Road. Driving, driving, driving. Phone ring. Number, I have no idea who it is. I ain't answering that bitch. Driving. Keep calling, keep calling, keep calling. In my mind, I'm saying, I know this ain't her. But something says, nigga, look in the rear view. I look in the rear view. She's behind me. She's following me. I said, oh, my God, man. So I keep driving. I drive all the way down Reading Road. I go through downtown. I go up over the Vidoc. I'm going up toward this hill toward Englishwood. She finally turned off and quit following me. I'm like, oh, my God. This is some goofy shit. Like, it's some fatal attraction shit. If I had a bunny rabbit, she would have boiled it, right? So I'm like, man... This is some fucking bullshit. So. About two months pass, I don't hear from her. I'm thinking everything is cool. Everything is lovely. She's gone about her business. Life is good. I'm laying down one night. Phone rings. Hello. It's her. Hey, what, what you doing? What you up to? Now, she called the crib phone, not the cell phone. So I'm like, uh, nothing. She was like, you know, it's been a while. Um, she's all apologetic and shit, right? And then she says, I just want to see you one more time. I'm like, one more time? What you mean? Now, niggas say that, that mean like either you're going to kill me or you're going to off yourself. Either way, it's some, it don't sound right. So she says, I want to see you one more time. I'm like, one more time. She's like, yeah, I know you ain't rocking with me no more, but, you know, I know we're going to go our separate ways. I'm like, we've already gone our separate ways. She's like, I just want to see you one more time. I want to get it in one more time. I'm like, hmm. Now, for anybody that listens to this podcast who owns a dick, right? Y'all know how good pussy feels, right? If you're, if you're, you know, if you're in the pussy, right? Y'all know how good it feels. Y'all know when y'all have had some fire and y'all like, oh, nigga, one more time, though. That's what I was on. I was on some, mm, let me think about it. I'm weighing my options like, damn, I could get killed and be, you know, in the paper in the morning. Or I could not get killed and get some fire twiz, right? I know. For the women that listen to this, I know y'all like, 
Oh, this nigga's stupid for real. I am. We all are when it comes to pussy, right? Y'all just don't know what y'all sitting on. Y'all sitting on the gold mine. How y'all ain't took over the world yet, I don't know. But anyway, that's another day, another subject. So, I'm sitting there contemplating. Do I want to go get it in one more time and possibly lose my life? Or am I going to stay at the crib, say, nah, I'm good, and rub one out, right? I went with A. I'm going to take my chances. Oh, nigga, I'm gambling with my dick, right? So I tell I'm like, yeah, we can we can link up one more time. <laughs> so she's like, all right, cool. But I had a plan, y'all. Now, at the time, I had a little 380 gun, right? It's pretty small. And I'm like, I'm going to take this 380. If she tries to harm me in any way, I'm going to have to shoot this bride, right? So I have it in my car in between the driver's seat and the, um, what y'all call the armrest, like right in that little slot. You know how in some people call like French fries and shit be falling down in between that little spot. That's why I kept it like pushed down in case I need to get to it. So she tells me, she was like, hey, where we going to meet up at? Because I, I wasn't comfortable going to her crib and I damn sure ain't want her in mind. So I'm like. Where we gonna meet up at? So she says we're gonna meet on this back street in Clifton. So I'm like, all right, cool. But my thing is, I gotta get there early in case it's a setup. So I drive, I get there. It's a parking lot. It's on this back little side street. So I pull in the parking lot and I'm sitting there. I get there earlier than what she says. Cause I'm like, man, in case some niggas on some bullshit, she done sent some niggas to hurt me or whatever. I need to be ready. I need to see shit what's going on. So I get there and I'm sitting there. Lights turned off all that. I can see everybody coming and going. It's late though. So she pulls up in a minivan, right? But it's a minivan. Like it ain't a rape van, right? It ain't none of that, but it's a minivan. And like, ain't like the windows is blacked out. Like you can't see in or out. So I'm like, damn, where did this bitch get a minivan from? I found out where she got the minivan from after the fact. And that's a whole nother episode. Maybe we'll talk about that season two. But anyway, she pulls up and I'm like, oh, shit. It starts feeling like a bad idea. So I got my hand on the little 380 right there. I'm like, man, I'm really about to have to shoot this broad over some bullshit. And I could have just stayed my ass out of harm's way. But I'm here now. So I'm sitting there. She gets out the car. She like uh, she's standing next to the driver's side of her car. And she's like, come over here, come over here. I'm like, nah, because all I'm thinking is she going to get me in this van. It's going to be a nigga back there who got, who been gone off the pussy, who willing to do anything for her because he's gone off how good the pussy is. He's going to murk me out. He's going to take penitentiary chances because he's in love with the pussy. Right. So I'm like, nah, come over here. So. She starts walking toward the car. I'm looking at her hands. I'm trying to observe her pockets like, OK pistol she got a knife ice pick anything right she gets in the car she leans over to hug me like has her arms out so i give her a quick like pat with my left hand because my right hand on the 380 i never pulled it off i give her a quick pat pop, 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 on the back and i sit back and she's like damn it's like that i'm like nah nah it's cool we talking for about five minutes the whole time i'm trying to concentrate on her sitting to my right and the minivan in case a nigga hop out so i'm like Hmm. Let me watch this motherfucker. So we talking. 
So now she's like, so what's up? Let's let's get this in, you know, go on about our business. Like, it's starting to feel like, you know, a Hooker and John transaction now. Like, let's get this in. You know what I'm saying? Like, crazy, right? So I'm sitting there. It's starting to pop off a little bit, but nigga, I'm having trouble because my mind is fucked up, right? Like, when I say on soft, I'm on soft because I can't focus. Like, I'm thinking like, damn, what's finna pop off? And then in my mind, I'm so I'm on soft as she's, you know, y'all feel me without being too vulgar as she's getting it in. Like I'm I'm analyzing in my mind now. I'm like, OK, do I shoot this bitch in the rib cage? Do I shoot her in the, the back, the neck? You know, I'm going through all this. I cannot focus at all. Terrible situation. She ends up leaving, going her own separate way. Right. I'm driving home. Conflict avoided. I ain't had to shoot her. Right. She calls me the next day. We're talking. She's like, last night was was real weird and all. That. I'm like, yeah, it was. So she starts telling me, like, you know, most guys can't get enough of me and they're all into me and all this shit. And I'm like, oh, OK, cool, whatever. I'm going by my business. You going by yours. So she starts telling me, oh, I'm going to get you again. I'm going to have you again. I'm like, OK, cool. Keep thinking that. She was like, when you least expect it. I'm going to find you. We're going to get it in. It's going to be cool. Or it can go the other way. I'm like, what you mean? Go the other way. She was like, just what I said and hung up the phone. I'm thinking, oh, shit, she going to kill me. Right. That's what I'm thinking. All of a sudden, about two months later, I'm at my brother's crib. My brother and I are chilling. I'm about to leave. He walks me outside. We're standing outside on the street. I'm about to get into my car. I have the the driver's side door open. I'm standing like inside the car, kind of like talking over the top of the car to my brother with my back to the street. Not thinking nothing. Oh, girl rolls up. She has a nigga in the car with her. He has the seat. He's in the passenger seat. He's leaned all the way back. The car stops right next to me. Oh, boy, sits up and looks dead at me. She stops, er, turns, looks me in my eye. And I mean, with the craziest look and says. Hey, Michael. And she rolled off. <laughs> 